Hi, this is Mike Peasley with Sound Iron, and we're going to talk with Jordan Hill, the creator of the Motor Rhythms Drum Kit. Uh, we sampled it for our recent release, and uh, there's a lot of cool history behind it, and we wanted you to get to know the creator. So thanks for joining us today. Thanks. Yeah, glad to be here. So let's dive right in. Um, how did this thing come into being? Like, how did you get the inspiration to build it? Yeah, so basically, you know, a little backstory. I've been playing drums since a little kid, you know, all my life, basically. And um, then right when I got out of high school, went into mechanics, and I've been doing that for a while. And uh, almost by accident, just throughout my workday, I have, you know, I occasionally would hit hit a piece of a car with a wrench or something, you know, and you'd get different sounds out of things. And so slowly I, I gathered a few pieces that I liked the sound of a lot, like belt pulleys and some metal um, bell kind of things. And I started using them on just my acoustic drum kit as sound effects and different things. And I d did that for a while. And then slowly that turned into almost like a challenge of, all right, can I create a complete functioning set just using the car parts for all the sounds. Um, so then, you know, it almost became a game in a way, like I would, okay, what could be hi-hats? What could be a bass drum? What could, you know, so then I went out, went out actually searching for specific pieces or sounds or, you know, what would work best for what. Um, so I guess originally it was almost, you know, it, it kind of came into being almost by mistake almost, you know. But yeah, something you thought would be a fun little, little project that kind of ballooned mm -hmm. into a kind of a quest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So, did you get? Uh, did you pick these parts out as they were? You know, as you were pulling them out of old cars, as the the parts broke, or did you go into pick and pulls and junkyards, or how did you come across each piece, and and how did you choose each piece? Like, uh, yeah. you know, one, you know, given that you could grab a whole bunch of brake drums, which one was the one you picked? Kind of like what led right. You Right. Yeah. So a little bit of both, you know, some of the pieces are things that I just slowly gathered, you know, over six months or a year's worth of time just during my normal workday hours. Um, and then other pieces I did actually go to some pick apart junkyards with a tuner and a pair of drumsticks, you know, looking for just a specific tone or a specific note that would complete a set of, you know, like complete the set of bells or something. Um, so a little bit of both on that. And then as far as, I mean, I, I really just kind of went with, you know, what, what sounded good to me, what I liked for the brake drums, um, and some of the other different metal, metal sounds. So yeah, I would say probably, probably 75% of it was from my daily work and then another 25% go, go find the missing pieces yeah go find missing things that I just you know I couldn't wait five more years maybe to have <laughs> the exact piece come in that I needed yeah. so how long did it take to build I mean uh, not necessarily in one sitting but you know uh, how over right. how long did this come together I would say it was probably about a two-year process altogether um it would you know I would get you know find a good piece and then get inspired and add on to it, you know, maybe two, three months at a time. And then I would have a, a break where I wasn't doing a lot with it. Um, and, you know, between family and kids and everything, there wasn't a ton of time left over. So it's kind of a 
a, a slow building process. But yeah, pr- probably about that, probably about two years. Now, you you didn't just like mount these parts to generic drum hardware. You welded the entire frame together, it, it, like every piece of it. I think the only part I could recognize it was maybe some of the shanks for the like the cymbals might have you know were sort of standard and the kick mm-hmm. pedals, but everything else you basically built and welded from scratch. Yeah, yeah. So the the hi hat stand is a you know a normal drum set hi-hat stand and then the drum pedals were normal pedals um but yeah so the rest of it it really i i you know i I spent a little time trying to just use conventional hardware and it felt like it was going to be more work that way you know because just nothing none of the parts are a normal standard size so and you already already knew how to arc weld and all that right yeah Yeah. uh uh-huh yeah yeah so i had some welding experience through work and a little bit of you know metal fabrication work and stuff so yeah that that part was just as fun to me as the actual the you know the drumming and the rhythm part of it was actually just the building part as well because i I like yeah it's as much i mean it's like that it's it separates it from being a drum kit versus a pile of 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 (laughs) yeah exactly you know yeah it it made the vision click Uh uh-huh yeah and I think you know, seeing you actually playing it as a drum kit uh, in those videos when we when you first uh, we first you know got in touch with you, mm-hmm. uh, and and seeing that it was a coherent, complete instrument, I think really was what drove it home. It was that every piece had a purpose and a connection to every other piece in the kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't just a collection of cool sounds; that there was a bigger vision, like that each part was meant to represent, yeah, uh, an element in a in a traditional drum kit. Right. Yeah. Well, if that comes across to you, that's great. Cause that was my, I mean, that was my goal. I, you know, I don't know. If, mm-hmm. Wasn't sure how it was going to end up at the end of it all, but yeah, that was my initial goal. Yeah. It was, it, so. it was very cool. It was kind of funny when we uh, were doing the user interface art with um, our artist, Darren Leach, we basically sent him pictures of the, you know, from the session and, and he modeled the thing. Uh, a lot of it, I think he even used like, you know, CAD, you know, CAD designs for some of the actual parts. Okay. Because it was easier to perhaps, I mean, I think he mentioned something like that. But I mean, the, 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 hit, it, the kit itself was so compelling. There was no, I mean, you just cr- recreate the, the actual kit itself because yeah. there's no need to, 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 you know, to give it an artistic makeover. It was just, it's there. It was there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, it's been, you know, it's been really cool. I've had good response from drummers and musicians, from car enthusiasts and then from just art the kind of the art world in general you know as like a salvage art piece too so it's been very cool overall yeah and then you've had it displayed uh in gallery yes yeah here in so i'm in southern california um at a local art museum last summer it was on display as kind of a interactive sound art piece um and yeah so that was that was good too excellent and i think um so an article you you did for Modern Drummer. Yeah, yeah. So it was featured in Modern Drummer as kind of they, they do a monthly thing, it's called Drum Kit of the Month, and so it was in it was in Modern Drummer, and then also it had a, a feature in Hot Rod Magazine. Eh, can't remember when that was exactly, but they had a little feature in there about it as well. So I mean, it's got it's some funny. good. Yeah, it's, it it clicks with I think both worlds, the mm-hmm. drum and yeah. the and the uh, auto scene. That that is very cool. Yeah. 
Well, we're going to see what people create with it. Um, you've already heard, I think, a few of the demos that some of our composers have uh, created. Yeah, yeah, they sound wonderful. So we'll see what uh, what else everybody else does with it and spread the idea and the, the art far and wide. Yeah, well, I was amazed on some of the different, um, I think what you'd put in parentheses, if it says naked, then it's the just sounds from that library. Yeah. But it still sounds like there's all kinds of other stuff on there, you know, to me at least. Yeah, I think that's... Because of all the, yeah. That's the beauty of where what you do and what we do kind of come together because it's like, you, you know, you can do things in a, you know, in a recording studio, it's so much harder to do really complex layering and sequencing. Mm -hmm. Like if you've got a sound you really like, how do you compose a, a complex part and manipulate it? So it's... Right. I think it's a... It, it's a cool way that the, our two worlds kind of connect. Yeah, definitely. Well, it was awesome to meet you and awesome to work with you at uh, at, at your actual audio um, or audio auto shop. Uh, that's yeah. where we actually recorded the whole thing. So it was sort of in situ. Everything was just as it should be. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And uh, yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Jordan. Yeah, thank you, Mike. This is Mike Peasley Sound Iron. Check it out. Mm, talk to you all later. Bye.